Hi guys and welcome back to a new episode of my podcast F1 Pitlane Talk. I hope everyone is doing great and I'm very thrilled that you decided to tune in again. I hope you enjoyed my latest episode with Luke. I really did but now I'm alone again and I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Singapore Grand Prix. You might didn't have the time to watch this race so I'm here for you and I'm gonna tell you what happened. So yeah, let's start probably with the interesting news. There were 16 Fs. Now, if you're new to the sport, you might think to yourself, what are DNFs? DNFs stands for did not finish. So six drivers did not finish the race, which are many drivers. Normally, they're like one or two. I remember talking to my friend and we were like, okay, I'm going to guess there are three DNFs. But there were actually six. Those six drivers were both of the Alpines, so Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon, which was very devastating for Fernando Alonso because it was his 305th race, I guess. And, well, it didn't end well. He had an engine failure. So that was the case for Fernando Alonso. It was a pity. But the funny news were that Esteban Ocon got back to the pit lane with the subway not with a scooter not by foot no he went to the singapore subway and um, went back to the pit line i mean that's something you probably never saw before but it was very funny to see him walking with his helmet and was with his racing suit uh, to the subway uh, in the heat funny picture you can look it up at f1 and i think he posted it himself but now let's come to the other effects about the race. The Singapore Grand Prix actually was delayed by one hour because there was heavy rain before the start. So they um, delayed the start, started on interns. Now here's another fact for you. If you're racing normally when there's no rain, you have to do a pit stop. It is mandatory that during the race you have to do at least one pit stop. When it's raining and the track is still wet, which was the case in Singapore for a very long time because the track didn't dry up quickly, it took so, so long, then there is no rule that you have to pit. So you can start in the in, on the interns or wet. At this race, everyone started on the interns, which are the tires for wet conditions, but not too wet, um, so slightly damp. And you don't have to pit. So you could basically start with interns and end the race with the same interns. Just a little fun fact for you guys if you're new to the sport. Then maybe you didn't know. I didn't know either for a long time. But here I am for you guys. Maybe bringing the sport a little bit closer to you. So yeah, that was the case. I just realized I didn't that I didn't finish the other DNFs. I thought they were both Alpines. But I didn't say who the other four drivers were. They were also both of the Williams, Alex Alban, who is driving in his first season for Williams, and Nicholas Latifi, who just lost his seat for next season, which I'm going to talk about further into this episode. And also Yuki Tsunoda for AlphaTauri and Guan Yu Zhou for Alfa Romeo. So those six drivers didn't get to finish the race. Now let's spin back to... Um, the win, Checo, Sergio Perez in a Red Bull won the Singapore Grand Prix. He managed to get ahead of Charles Leclerc at the start. 
and managed to keep ahead of him the whole race. Charles Leclerc and Ferrari were pushing, but even though Checo got a five-second penalty, he managed to win this race. You might ask yourself, huh, why did you get why did she get a penalty? There were many safety cars due to so many crashes and mistakes the drivers made and DNFs that Sergio Paris was behind the safety car. And it is a rule when you're behind the safety car you have to keep a ten at least ten car length distance and Checo did not do that. So he got a five second penalty but he stayed ahead of Charles Leclerc at the end of the race because there was a 7.2 second gap. So, Checker won and interesting to see here is that he did win the Monacan and the Singapore Grand Prix in one season and is the first driver after Sebastian Vettel who managed to do this in 10 years time or so. So Checo for the win and I'm very thrilled and happy to see him performing well in the Red Bull. He got so much critics from Helmut Marko, um, which I kind of understand, but being Max Verstappen's teammate is, in my opinion, and I think in everyone else's opinion, not an easy task. And Checo is here to prove that he deserves the Red Bull seat. We will see how this is going after 2023. But for now, Checo and Max Verstappen are going to drive alongside each other in 2023. Coming in at second and third place were both of the Ferraris. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz got third place, did a great job, was a little bit behind Charles Leclerc and Charles Leclerc was behind Checo. He actually was pushing so much as he stated in the cool down room, which I really like that they put that back, that there are cameras and a microphone that we can see how how the drivers are interacting with each other. Very interesting. And yeah, Charles Leclerc stated there that they were pushing so hard but didn't manage to catch Checo. So Charles Leclerc um, started on pole but only got second place. Now you might think to yourself, well, where is Max Verstappen? Yes. If you didn't watch the race and the qualifying and you really didn't get to the media and social media accounts, then you didn't really get the chance to realize what was going on. Max Verstappen only took P7, which is not great for the world champion and he was frustrating. He stated that this was not a great weekend and that he is so, so frustrated. And he was only P7 because he had a problem during the qualifying session on Saturday. There was not enough fuel in his car. Because when you're driving in qualifying, you are not fueling the car to the limit. Because it's simply too heavy. You're driving with a very little amount of fuel in the car. And Red Bull did the mistake to calculate that Max Verstappen is only going to drive for five quick laps. Which was not the case. He drove five laps and was going to start his sixth lap. Which was going to be the flying lap. So the lap that he wanted to be counted for pole position. But due to the fact that Red Bull and the engineers and mechanics only filled the car with fuel for five for five laps, he didn't manage to start the sixth lap and had to uh, pit. And due to that, he was not able to get pole position, even though he was very quick in qualifying. 
So that's why Max Verstappen only took P8 at the start, uh, I guess, or P7. I'm not quite sure about that. Sorry. He only took P7. Or, yeah, but he only started there. And um, yeah, he was kind of struggling to get ahead. At some point, he was very quick and he did get the chance. But due to the fact that he braked very late in one corner, he kind of went straight had to um, get to the exit, spin around and drive back to the grid. And um, due to that, Charles Leclerc got past him. But that wasn't the the only mistake that happened. Lewis Hamilton uh, went straight to the corner and hit the wall, backed up and could drive again, luckily. But also uh, with a fight with Max Verstappen, Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton made the mistake to open the inner corner and Max Verstappen as well as Sebastian Vettel could get through. So uh, he lost two positions there, which is unfortunate. I watched the race with a Lewis Hamilton fan and he was disappointed. But I think we both were a little bit because, you know, I'm a Max Verstappen fan and both of them did not really great. Uh, so they ended up, Hamilton ended up in P9 and Max Verstappen in P7. But there are a lot of others who finished above Max Verstappen, which I was very happy to see them up there. So P4 and P5 goes to Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo. Yes, both of the McLarens performing super well, of course, with a lot of luck. But um, very thrilled to see those two up there. And I think that was much needed for especially Danny Ricciardo. But definitely for the whole McLaren team. Who are not performing that well this season. Uh, comparable to comparing to the last season. Here we go. P5 and P4 to McLaren. And, and P6. Get yourself settled. Lance Stroll, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Lance Stroll finished P6. Did an absolutely amazing job. Was driving through all the drama. Did not get hit. And was a perfect race for him. P6. P7, as I said, to Max Verstappen. And P8. As a German, I'm thrilled to announce that P8 was going to Sebastian Vettel. Yes. Sadly, he was behind his teammate. But um, still in the points and very thrilled to see that he was up there. As I mentioned, Lewis Hamilton before. Let's talk about his teammate because he did not perform so well. Uh, we saw during the whole season that George Russell is a fantastic driver and is capable of beating Lewis Hamilton in the same car. Russell's had struggles to get ahead and to get to the points he finished p14 which was basically last because we had six dnfs so yeah he started last so we have to mention that he did not lose any positions there he started from the pit lane because he had some changes in the car um but he didn't manage to get ahead of mick schumacher which makes me a proud german as well um mick schumacher fighting um as it's his last race um, as George Russell would say, he complained a little bit over the radio that Mick Schumacher is fighting for his life, which was very, very funny because he is probably fighting for his life, not his life, but his seat in Formula One because he still doesn't have a seat in Formula One in 2023. George Russell does. There was a lot of hate going on, and I George Russell is, in my opinion, a great guy. Uh, you can see it on the example of Guan Yu Zhou crashing in Silverstone, him getting out of the car, and I think he didn't 
mean to say that um, maybe in a funny way or something and it was maybe just his impression of everything maybe he was a little bit frustrated that he couldn't get past a house in a mercedes but i think there's a lot of hate and negativity out there especially on tiktok and twitter so um, understandable but not in that kind of way that some fans handled the situation so yeah that was basically the singapore grand prix in a recap You might heard of it, it was a whole topic during this whole Singapore Grand Prix. There is a rumor, it is not confirmed, that Red Bull spent too much money last season and this season. So basically there is an amount of money um, for all of the teams they are allowed to spend for their employees, for everything, developing their car, engineering, all of this. And... The FIA is now checking those statistics and those documents and all of this. And there is an arrow uh, at the Red Bull statistics and documents and everything. Nothing is con confirmed and everyone is like speaking different things. Red Bull is of course saying that this is not true. Mercedes is on top saying that this is something that is not okay and that this is something... Um, why Mercedes basically lost last year, which I don't quite understand. Um, but Ferrari are saying that with $4 million, they're paying so many engineers and um, could develop a better car due to affording better engineers or doing more more hours of work. So there's this thing going on right now. So we might um, get the announcement that Max Verstappen is not going to be the world champion in 2021 due to a illegal car, uh, which I don't quite think. I don't think that they're going to say, okay, well, he's not the world champion in 2021. He, have to, he has to give up this title. I don't think, but I'm very interested. And I'm excited to see what is going on there because, um, because Ferrari in 2019 also had an illegal car some engineering stuff it is all it was all in the gray zone but they did get a fine um so we'll see how that goes and also the silly season is still going strong daniel ricardo and Mick schumacher still don't have a seat in 2023 and it's looking not good for some of them well there was a rumor and i think sky sport germany stated that mercedes and daniel ricardo has basically come to a um, deal that, that he might drive for Mercedes next year as a reserve driver not for George Russell and definitely not for Lewis Hamilton but maybe as a reserve driver hopefully he will be at the track in 2023 because we're losing a legend we're losing a person with so much charisma and so much fun to the sport um, and I remember watching starting to watch Drive to Survive and I was I was a big fan of Daniel Ricciardo because he made the sport so funny and so seeable and you wanted to see him interacting with other drivers. Um, I mean the whole Pierre Gasly thing was started by him and is now a trend and I really think that he is a person who is giving so much for the sport and it would be a shame to not see him on, on the track. But of course if you only look at the sports side then he is not performing well and there are probably a lot more drivers right now who are performing better than him and maybe some of them are not driving in formula one so they would deserve the seat 
But I think for the sport itself and for the fans, it would be a shame that he would be not a driver in 2023 and for any Formula One team. But we see how this is going. Um, and there's also now the fact that Mick Schumacher finally started talking with Haas about a contract in 2023. Now, this is something I quite don't understand. Magnussen, Kevin Magnussen is the teammate of Mick Schumacher and, and he is replacing Nikita Mazepin due to the fact that Mazepin is Russian and he was not allowed to drive in Formula One in 2022, not only because he is Russian, but because his father is close to Putin and that he has the company Urakali, who is a company associated with Putin. So this is the whole situation there. And Kevin Magnussen drove for Haas um, many years before, two, before 2020 and got replaced by Mick Schumacher or Nikita Mazepin. You really don't know. But Kevin Magnussen, what I was going to say, Kevin Magnussen has a seat in 2023. Um, even though Mick Schumacher is performing most of the times a lot of better than Kevin Magnussen. If you only look at the statistics, then uh, Mick Schumacher is outperforming Kevin Magnussen in many races, in many qualifyings. If you look at the points, Kevin Magnussen has more points than Mick Schumacher. But I think it was a deal before Uh, this season even started that Kevin Magnussen said, okay, I'm coming back, but I'm not only, but I'm not coming back for only one season. I quite understand that they, that he has a contract for two or more years, but I don't understand why Haas is taking so long to um, sign Mick Schumacher again. Of course, maybe Mick Schumacher doesn't want to drive for Haas, which is kind of understandable because Haas is not a great team right now. They're struggling again. Of course, they are not a last place, but they have so much struggles uh, in this year and last year. They started off so strong, didn't have now the updates, so they're kind of in the back again. But Mick Schumacher is doing well. He got into Q2, Q1. Of course, Magnussen did the same, but I don't understand in comparison why Haas took so long or ta is taking so long to even talk to Mick Schumacher. Of course, you don't know the whole story it could only it could also be that Mick Schumacher is saying okay no I don't want to talk to Haas because there's a feud between Steiner and him which are only rumors um, you don't understand what's going on there but hopefully we'll see Mick Schumacher on the track next year because in my opinion he deserves a seat in 2023 even though you even though he is most of the times not in the points but um And you, but many are saying you can't really tell if he's a great driver because he has a he has not a good car, so you can't really tell if he's going to drive well. If you look at George Russell last season, he was able to drive into Mercedes and he did perform well. So you kind of saw that potential, um, but with Mick Schumacher, it is a little bit different because you don't know what he is, how he would perform in a different car. So interesting how Haas is going to handle the situation with Mick Schumacher there's still an open seat with Williams because Williams just announced a couple of days or weeks ago that Nicholas Latifi is not going to drive for them in 2023 which is probably totally understandable Nick, uh, Nicholas Latifi had a hard time in Formula One he crashed so many times he didn't perform well he didn't get into the points he still has no points this season um, which is hard because in comparison to his teammate Alex Albon who did not drive for two years in Formula One it 
it does not look great. Let's 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 say it how it is. It does not look great. Alex Albon is performing great. Of course, he's in a Williams. The Williams is now on the grid. The 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 last car. Um, so uh, the worst car and Alex Alex is performing pretty well and Nicholas Latifi is not performing so well and this is now the second year in a row that he's performing not good so they decided that he will not be driving for Williams in 2023 which is totally understandable and I think Jos Kapitus said that in an interview Sky Sports Germany that um Nicholas Latif and Alex Albon are like kids to him and telling his son basically that he is not going to drive for them in 2023 was really not easy and Latifi did understand that he was not going to drive for them because he had he has his own standards and the team has its own standards and that he couldn't really reach it so that was very the situation there but now there's an open seat at Williams and it's kind of a rumor that maybe Mick Schumacher is going there but maybe another driver is driving there and you can't really tell which is basically fact right now is that Pia Gasly is going to Alpine and Nick DeVries is going to AlphaTauri due to the fact that Colton Herta didn't get his super license what is the super license? I'm going to t explain it to you really quick. You have to um, get an amount of points to get your super license. And the super license um, allows you to drive in Formula One. So you have to basically collect points in different Formula One series to get the super license. And Colton Herta didn't get those points. And due to that, he was not able to get the super license. And due to that, he didn't get the chance to drive in Formula One, even though I think AlphaTauri was very, very interested, in, very interested in him. But due to this fact, it is basically sealed that Nick DeVries is going to AlphaTauri. And the original deal that Pierre Gasly is going to Alpine is basically fixed, even though Esabonico wanted um, Mick Schumacher as a teammate because they're very close friends. And there is kind of as a feud between Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon. It is only rumored, but sometimes you can feel the tension, even though Esteban Ocon stated that um, there is no feud and that they're getting well, that it, that they're getting along. So here's the situation there, and we we'll, we will probably miss um, Pierre and Yuki together because this is, I think, a friendship that developed over the last years, which is a very strong one and a very cool one to see. Every time they're posting something, it's so hilarious. I really recommend you the uh, Afatari podcast, um, which is hilarious to listen into with Yuki and Pierre. So go go listen to this episode. You you really can't um, miss this because it's 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 comedy poor, I'd say. So yeah, this is a silly season uh, situation. Hopefully, we'll see Daniel Ricardo. Hopefully, we'll see Mick Schumacher. And we'll see how this is going. I hope. I really always when I'm when I'm recording this episode, I'm hoping that I'm uh, because it takes some time to record it to cut it because I'm because I recently started uni and now I have a lot of stuff to do and I have to cut the episode. So I always hope that when I'm cutting it, there are no new announcement. So this episode is up to date and I'm not talking about something that is a sealed deal or something like this. But hopefully when this episode is airing, you're now on the newest um, level and you know everything that is going on. So yeah, 
um i think that's it uh, i hope you enjoyed this episode i think i started this episode about five times but now i did it in one take uh so happy to finally get a new episode to you guys as well follow me on on tiktok i'm louisa.209 i'm posting a little bit of updates there and if you enjoy this podcast then follow me also on instagram it's pillane.talk and yeah we'll hear each other next time enjoy the japanese grand prix hopefully uh yuki has a great time there and uh, he will race and um, has no dnf um so yeah enjoy the bye